It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian Radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to episode 452 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, sidekick to the chief radio nerd, here to bring the facts and fire to your day, and I need a little more coffee. Today on the show, we are talking about new robot assistants. Also on the show today, what is the most annoying accent in America? <laughs> but first, today is Thursday, March 17th, 2020, and uh, we got some holidays to celebrate. Absolutely. It is National Burp on Air Day, <laughs> National Corn Beef and Cabbage Day. Corn Beef and Cabbage. Do you like corn Beef and Cabbage? Uh, never say, had it. Oh, okay. I'm assuming I wouldn't. Okay, but I actually kind of think that you probably would. Why? Well, Why would you think that about me? You like cabbage, right? It's one of the things. I like uncooked cabbage. I like cabbage in a salad. Cabbage in a salad. Salad cabbage. I use cabbage. Cabbage in a salad. Cabbage in a salad. Cabbage in a salad. I use cabbage instead of lettuce on my tacos. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's an okay. I yeah. love it. Shredded that's an cabbage. Okay swap. Anyway, um, I feel like you would like corned beef. I mean, as a meat, you would like. I'm not it. even sure what corned beef is. It's it's corned beef. What does that mean? How do you corn a beef? It's it's the seasonings that it's. <laughs> I feel like there's more to it than that. Oh no! Mind your business. <laughs> Just eat it. <laughs> I don't know. Just shut up and eat it. <laughs> That's right. Don't ask questions. Just eat your food. Your mama didn't tell you that when you were little. No, that's... because she's the same way I am. Well, but that, that's what's wrong with you today, my friend. Yeah. And that's why uh, our, our middle child eats a whole lot of grilled cheese sandwiches. You got to say, don't ask questions. Just eat your food. <laughs> Yeah. So I thought the fun fact, I thought I was Irish for most of my life. Most most, most of my of life. Most of my life. Uh, but you're not. And then, uh, yeah, we found out. <laughs> that you're actually. That we're actually just you know, straight up basic white Anglo-Saxon. Just normal English folk. Yeah. So, uh-huh. You know, I have to tell I'm you. Actually Native American. This is. Hold on. So this is like. A total side conversation here, but for the month of February and even a couple days into March, we were doing Black History Month in the library. Yes. And I for real had one of my students say, Miss Mo, I I don't want to ask you this and it come across as rude, but like you're white. <laughs> Question so, mark. And that's it. <laughs> Why are you teaching us about Black History Month? Oh. Uh-huh. Mm. And I was like, homie, listen. <laughs> first things first, I'm the realist. <laughs> I need to show you my Spotify playlist. <laughs> um, but then I had to explain to them, truthfully. The <laughs> <laughs> Number one, 
I'm the realist. <laughs> Number two, you can deal with. <laughs> Number three, you are racist. <laughs> Anyway, um, I had to really point out the fact that I grew up in eastern North Carolina where in a town where I was the minority. And so I grew up around black culture and a lot of the people who helped and influenced my raising were black women, black southern women who I went to church with. And so that same kid is like. So are you saying you're kind of black? And I was like, listen, if you could look spirit. at my soul, Just in spirit. <laughs> you would see that. Yes, I would say that my soul is 100% African-American. If you could see how she dealt with a coffee overflow <laughs> earlier, you would know she's 100% white. <laughs> That was the whitest thing I've ever seen, Mo do. Ah, it's burning. How does it keep coming out? Do you want to put it in another cup? Oh, oh there's other cups. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Anyway. So funny. Um, but then I had to go on to explain to them that actually, by heritage, I am more Cherokee Indian, more Native yeah. American than I'm anything. And then they all have the right to look at me and be like, but you have blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> You're like Hitler's ideal person. <laughs> they don't get it. Ugh, whatever. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, uh, yeah. hey, it's also St. Patrick's Day. I have, like, literally zero uh, anything else. I'm just straight up. Like, I don't have any Indian. Nothing. I don't have any anything of any ethnicity in me, um, which I don't know what that means about my lineage. But then again, I also don't really know much about my father's so side. So that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Because... And he doesn't really know. Yeah. So I might actually, and we just might not know. I don't really know anything about my dad's side of the family beyond uh, his dad. So I don't have any records beyond that. So I don't know. Don't know anything about his mom? Um, yeah, I th- his mom's. His mom's what we thought. Or no, no, no. His dad is what we thought was Irish. And then we found out that wasn't true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Wow. I don't think so. I don't think there's anything there. Interesting. Yeah. You need to make that a goal of yours. Twenty three and me, I guess. Yeah. I've never really thought about it before. Yeah. Um, I also really don't care. <laughs> oh, see, that's something that is so interesting to me. Like I, you know, like some comedian said this is like, I'm not going to do that and then find out that I was related to Abe Lincoln, because if I was related to Abe Lincoln, I would know. The only people you're going to find in the history that you didn't know about you're related to are going to be bad people. <laughs> Well, but I don't necessarily want to know, like, people. Sure. Um, now, I will say there was a time where I did want to know people, but that was because I had a sister that I had never met. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know? Um, but I find it very interesting. Like, when we talked about going on our trip to Tennessee, and that area of Tenor- Tennessee, Tennessee is uh, all Cherokee background. Yeah, yeah. You know, names of different things and the towns and whatnot. And it's German and Native American, which I am Irish and German on my dad's side and I am Native American and Irish on my mom's side. So to me, being kind of in that environment and seeing different things that lean towards those 
lines of heritage. Yeah. It's just interesting. It's fun. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Deidre's a quarter Hispanic. So my kids are a, an eighth, an eighth Hispanic. Yeah. It's about that's as much ethnicity we've got in there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, that was interesting. Uh-huh. And awkward. Yeah. It's time for our Thursday rant. Oh, okay. Mo. See, but I'm I'm not really in the ranting, ranting rant. You want me to like punch you or something? Get you angry? Ah! <gasps> right there. You ready? Here we go. Mm. You know, like the, the frog punch where you stick your knuckle out? <laughs> and I was like, do it. Do it and see what happens. <laughs> you saw you uh, saw me at my whitest earlier. You about to see my soul. <laughs> you punched me like that. Okay, but for real, Matt, why exactly are potato chips bags, potato chip bags, always half full of air? Um, I think it's supposed to be a packaging thing so they don't get crushed. I mean, sure, but can we not come up with like a better packaging thing so I mean, that it maybe it comes years, in a right, exactly? Yeah. yeah, I am sick and tired of paying full price for a bag of potato chips and getting half of what I've paid for. Honestly, Pringles, Pringles. Yeah, exactly, Pringles, Pringles, <laughs> Pringles. Pringles. Why can't why can't Lay's Pringles without the S? Would you hush? It's Pringles. But she wrote Pringles. She obviously accidentally hit the K instead of the G. And the N? Pringles. <laughs> I, I, no, I Well, get look, it. and sorry, now right. she said Pingles. She Pring- forgot the R. <laughs> no, no, it's Pingles. Pringles. Pingles. Come on, Thray. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I love there's, you, Thray. Out of all of the potato chip brands that we have, only one has gotten it right. Only one. With their can packaging. Lay's has them, too. Yeah. And tell me how many of those Lay's come messed up because theirs is in a plastic tube oh, as yeah, opposed right. to a cardboard I don't ever buy them. tube. Why would I buy them? I have Pringles. We have Pringles. <laughs> I don't. You may buy Pringles. I buy Pingles. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote, I give up. Nargles. <laughs> That's my rant, though. I am sick and tired of buying a pack of chips. Look, no, you're absolutely a, right. But like, did I say that right? A bag of chips. <laughs> but there, there are some. Like, I understand that that necessity. But there are some that seem to be absolutely ridiculous. Like, it's literally a third of the bag. No, chips. I know. Like, if the little window that you have cut out for the chips. Isn't full of chips. Exactly. You shouldn't have the window you, uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. That's my rant. Uh, those are not potato chips, though. Pringles are not potato chips. Uh, I, why they're are they potato not? potato crisps. But they're not chips because they are pulped and then formed. To be a potato chip, it has to be sliced. And fried. Maybe they have it the right way. Bake lays also don't count because they are also pulped and formed. Yeah, well, that's the kind of chip <laughs> that I like. And also, there is something about a bag of baked lays. You get three-fourths of a bag of baked lays as opposed to half of a bag or... It's something about... Yeah, I th- it's because they're like flat, aren't they? Like, aren't possibly. Aren't they like straight flat? 
I, like they don't have no, any bend. No, they have them, a little they? bit of a bend on the do edges, they? just a little oh, okay. bit on. Just a little bend. <laughs> Dancing, <laughs> little bend. <laughs> little edges are, are bent. Whoa, but if that was the case, then why wouldn't Doritos? You mean be the, the edges same? are not straight edges? Is that <laughs> what you're saying? No, no. But you're saying it does actually like, it, like it has a, Okay, okay. It does have like, like a curve a, to it. Like a curling iron took a slight curve okay, to okay, it. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Doritos. Yeah, you're right. Doritos are this, would be the same. They're, yeah. they're flat. Uh-huh. And they're one of the worst for air in their packages. They are. You're right. Yeah. Tortilla okay. chips in general. Yes. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't know. But we are being ripped Meanwhile, off. Fritos. Fritos will stuff that bag full. Well, and I think because for the most part, they're already broken. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter uh, if they break any more than what they already are. The chip itself is like a broken chip. Hmm. Right? <laughs> I don't know. This is a weird rant. It Listen, <laughs> it might be a weird rant, but it's definitely a valid rant. KY Redhead says, uh, or Oriole says on the package, it actually says potato crisps. KY Redhead says, chip is defined as a thin slice of food, typically potato, made crisp by being fried, baked, or dried, and eaten as a snack. So fruit leather? (laughs) Oh, that reminds me of that fruit leather we tried as a taste test. Oh, the banana. Banana. Was it banana like walnut? Didn't that have walnut in it? Banana something. Banana pecan, maybe? It tasted like... It was so bad. Leathered baby food. It was so gross. Yeah, it was not good. All right. Clark, thank you for that. Why did you just now tell me this? 13 months. 13 months. Okay. Wow. All right. A year and a month. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. Have you ever heard a nerdy word or phrase that you were positive you should know, but you didn't? We've all been there, feeling like our nerd cred is dropping by the second. Well, fear not. LTN is here to help you hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up an ear and pay attention, because we've got a new nerdy definition for you. Today's term is Prime Directive. Also known as Starfleet General Order Number 1, the Prime Directive is a guideline that all Starfleet members and ships must adhere to in the Star Trek lore. It reads as follows. As the right of each sentient species to live in accordance with its normal cultural evolution is considered sacred, no Starfleet personnel may interfere with the normal and healthy development of alien life and culture. Such interference includes introducing superior knowledge, strength, or technology to a world whose society is incapable of handling such advantages wisely. Starfleet personnel may not violate this prime directive, even to save their lives and or their ship, unless they are acting to right an earlier violation or an accidental contamination of said culture. This directive takes precedence over any and all other considerations and carries with it its highest moral obligation. Essentially, don't screw around with cultures that haven't developed warp technology yet, which is based on a rule the Vulcans had as well, waiting to make first contact with Earth until Zephram Cochran's first successful warp flight. And all the captains totally always follow this directive. 
So, next time your Trekkie friend forces you to binge watch some Next Generation with her, and you hear someone say, But Captain, that would violate the Prime Directive. You won't have to fake it, because now you understand that reference. show i'm radio matt and i'm mo and hey make sure you're following us on all the socials we're on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok just search for at the back row ltn and connect with us now it's time for mo's fact of the day <laughs> the meal that became a saint patrick's day staple across the country corned beef and cabbage was an american innovation while ham and cabbage were eaten in Ireland, corned beef offered a cheaper substitute for the Irish immigrants living in Lower Manhattan in the late 19th century and early 20, 20th century. They would purchase leftover corned beef from ships that were returning from the tea trade in China. The Irish would boil the beef three times, the last time with cabbage to remove some of the brine. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I always think of uh, a Brian Regan joke when I hear corned beef and cabbage. She said uh, he has a friend who's Italian, and uh, he says he speaks Italian, but he doesn't speak Italian. He just uses an accent whenever he says Italian dishes. Uh-huh. So, hey, you should come over to my mom's house. She makes a great manicotti. <laughs> Mozzarella. She makes it al dente <laughs> with a sprinkle cheese. Uh-huh. He goes, I have an Irish heritage. I don't say, hey, come over to my house. We're going to have corn, beef, and cabbage. <laughs> So it's over to our weird news desk now. Here's a news story you might not have heard yet. Speaking of accents, we've got got a bunch of polls from uh, Preply.com about uh, the accents here in America. Okay. And what are the ones we like and dislike the most. Okay. And uh, specifically one that's what's the, uh, well, we got what's the sexiest, what's the smartest sounding, and also the most annoying. Okay. So let's start with the uh, the best and the worst. Okay. The best is a southern accent. Did you see that coming? No. Yeah. To me, it's annoying. <laughs> uh, the worst, apparently, is the Appalachian accent, which I don't know what that <gasps> is. How, how I take huge offense to that. <laughs> that would be more of like a Tennessee. But how do you, what do they have? The options are southern. Well, here's the order. From best to worst, Southern, New York, Midwestern, Texas, Chicago, Boston, Hawaiian, Southern Californian, uh, New Orleans or Cajun, Philadelphia, Long Island, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and Appalachian. Makes me kind of sad. Hold on. Um, Let's see. Really quick. Really quick. Do you know what they're saying? Um, Yes and no. Instead of saying carry it in the house, she'd say tote it in the house. And That's the Appalachian? Like she wanted to, uh, Stop it. I hate it so bag, much. <laughs> this is my family. Book, you know, instead of a paper bag. This is literally your family? People talk around yeah. here, I guess it'd be what, more like you call hillbilly style or something, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Just a mountain talk. Stop yeah. it. That's, that's Appalachian. Yeah, mountain and talk. And it's actually... Appalachian. It's not Appalachian. It's Appalachian. It's made the mountain talk. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Give myself a can of skull. Oh, 
funny. Have I ever told you the story about my pop with my mom in the grocery store when she was like 16? No. You said skull and it reminded me. I think that's the first time I've ever even said that word my entire life <laughs> just now. But let's let's hear the story. Uh, so, well, first things first, let me tell you when my grandparents grew up, they grew up in the hills of North Carolina. That's what they call it. The hills of North Carolina, it, way up in the mountains. So they are true hillbillies. OK, then when my grandparents got married, my grandfather got a job with General Motors in Baltimore. And so that moved them up to Maryland. And, you know, Maryland is more city folk. Um, and they had my mom. My mom goes off to kindergarten. And within the first couple weeks of school, my grandparents get a call saying that they need to come in, that my mom is behind and needs to be tested for special education. Okay. They sit down at the desk. They tell her, they say, Mr. And Mrs. Sheets, listen. Pam just really isn't comprehending. She's not reading on the same level. She's what we're really concerned with, though, is the way that she speaks. And my pop opened up his mouth and said, well, you know, ma'am, I just I, I gotta I gotta let you know. And they stopped him right there and said, never mind. It's not that yeah. she's behind. <laughs> yeah, ma'am. Gotta let you know. You know, we don't gotten too much to this kind of this kind of uh, tomfoolery. <laughs> You know, so we'll, we'll definitely keep her on her on her P's and Q's, <laughs> and you know, take her down to the uh, to the to the. To All right, the that's enough. Stop making fun of my grandparents. Buy ourselves <laughs> one of them tapes that she can listen to at night to be, you know. All right, so fast forward about sixteen years. No, not property. quite that long. About ten years. Um, my pop and my mom are in the grocery store, and. My pop is at the checkout and he notices my mom looking at a couple of boys that are the aisle over and my pop being the huge jokester that he always was. He goes, he says, can you go get me a can of that can of that chew from over there, that chewing tobacco? And so she goes and gets it to him and brings it over. And just as she's handing it to him, he very loudly and he was a big man. Always very big, very loud. Now, sis, I done told you that if you keep on chewing this stuff, you're going to rot your teeth right out of your head. I don't know what you're thinking, but you have got to go put this stuff back. I am not paying for it. <laughs> and my mom said she about <laughs> lost it. <laughs> yep. So in the middle of Baltimore in a grocery store. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry there, sweetheart. Did you fancy them two boys over there? <laughs> Sorry about that. Didn't uh, mean to embarrass you. Yeah. That's my family. Anyway. Here at the Piggly Wiggly. Little side note. All right. Makes me sad that Appal Appalachian, Appalachian is last. Sexiest American accent. What do you think it is? I feel like the only people taking these quizzes are men, and so they're going to say Southern. You're right. Yeah. Southern accent. I would say like a... Bostonian accent. Is I'm, the sexiest I, I, accent yeah. for you? Yeah. You are such white garbage. <laughs> Rude. Want to know why? Why? Because that's the most annoying accent. What? In America, the Boston accent. Okay, but then number two is Southern. That's true. How does that make any sense? I don't know. You can be annoyed by the things that you find sexy. Whatever. <laughs> and uh, the smartest sounding accent apparently is New York. Day. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 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 
She tells me every day, you're lucky you're pretty. <laughs> well, I guess, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, I am. Oh, man. Okay. But so apparently the New York accent is the smartest sounding accent. I kind of get that. Yeah. I don't, I also think that it's the rudest. If I hear a New, a New Yorker, I'm going to be like, mm. I'm learning here. <laughs> It's, it's smart. You get it? Shut smart. up. <laughs> but maybe, actually, I think Chicago might. The freaking library can keep your dang mouth shut. Yeah, exactly. See? Yeah. I'm trying to learn how to conjugate a verb over here. Okay, so accents are one of my favorite things. <laughs> I really do love trying to pick out where someone is from. Yeah. By their accent. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time not mimicking the accent of someone yeah, I'm talking you, to. Then you make yeah. yourself look like a And I don't Ron. mean to. I don't mean to. Yeah, but it, it's, it's worse when it's like... A well, it's thick like an, it, it, No, it's like Indian accents. Oh. You know, we had people in the church that came here for a long time that Matt, were Indian. Matt. And I really had to stop myself from mimicking their accent while they're talking to me. Like, like what they was speak, the guy they from... They speak fast and... What was the guy from The Simpsons? Apu. Apu, yeah. Yeah. That's what I think of every right. time. And that's how I, I, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do, I can't slip into the Apu accent. Mm-hmm. That's, no, I'm not meaning to. It just happens. Yeah. Um, and uh, the most trustworthy American accent, according to this poll, is the Midwestern accent. So those are the people who just talk normally. That's us. <laughs> like, there is no Midwestern. I don't... When you break down the fact that there's a Chicago and there's a Texas and there's a Minnesota, there is no Midwestern. Those are the people who talk normal without any accent whatsoever. KY says that's why news anchors learn Midwestern. Exactly. But Thray Maker says lies. So. <laughs> Thray Maker. Uh, Tristan feels me. I've done that so many times. It's yeah, You really have to pay attention to yourself. All right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. What's up, nerds? Thank you for listening to LTN Radio. We just wanted to take a quick second to thank all of our financial partners. Because without you, this radio station and Love Thy Nerd as a whole would not exist. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And if you are not a financial partner with us, but you'd like to be, check out lovethynerd.com slash partner. You can give a one-time gift or a recurring gift straight to the ministry, or you can give directly to LTN Radio or partner with a specific ministry team member. Love Thy Nerd is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. And we promise that every single dollar donated will be going directly to thoughtful content, relational outreach, and intentional community as we exist to be the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. But if you can't partner with us financially right now, that's okay. The one thing Love Thy Nerd needs more than your financial support is your prayer support. We ask that you pray for our team members, the direction of our ministry, and for every soul that crosses our paths. Okay, that last one kind of sounded like we were going to hurt people. That's not what, that's not what I, you know what I mean, right? Right. This is awkward. LTN Radio. 
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. Well, we have been talking about the state of AI in 2022, and uh, one of the newest steps in uh, home-based artificial intelligence was announced last September. This was Astro, a robot dog that is like a mobile Alexa that will roll around your house. Uh, And here's some of the things that it's being touted that it can do. Uh, Amazon Astro uses advanced navigation technology to find its way around your home and go where you need it. Uh, When you're not using Astro, it will hang out close by at the ready. So it'll kind of follow you around the house, but not be intrusive. Remotely, you can send Astro to check on specific rooms, people, or things. It has a camera. It has a camera actually attached to a, a telescoping pole that can go up basically face level with people. Uh, so you can see a whole room, essentially. Uh, you can get alerts when Astro detects an unrecognized person or certain sounds when you're away. Uh, you can have Astro proactively patrol, investigate activity, and save videos in Ring's cloud storage. You can remotely care for aging loved ones, giving you peace of mind while helping them live independently. That one's going to need some explaining. Set up up reminders, manage shopping lists, (laughs) receive activity alerts, and more. Astro can follow you with entertainment, find you to deliver calls, messages, timers, alarms, or reminders so it can hunt you down in your house. Uh, You can turn off the mics, the cameras, and the motion with one press of a button. Uh, Right. And use the Astro app to set up bound zones to let Astro know where it's not allowed to go. And Mm. uh, Astro comes with a detachable cup holder that can carry other items, such as a Ziploc container, like a Tupperware container, uh, a blood pressure monitor, a Furbo dog camera that tosses treats to your pets, and other things. So... uh, this is this is this is the first home robot, like real home robot that can do robot-y things. Hey. What are your so thoughts? Many, <laughs> so many so many thoughts. So okay, have, let's so get hard, the so let's get all Thray, the jokes out first. Thray's here um, and we also have KY Redhead. So KY Redhead and Thray are joining us for just this chat. The two of you. All right. So Thray, go ahead. What were you gonna say? <laughs> okay. Okay, I gotta get it out first. Did Amazon buy the rights to Boomerang's The Jetsons? Right? I was wondering the same thing. I know that this is the year that George Jetson is supposed Meet to have George been born. Jetsons. But seriously? But Astro um, wasn't a robot dog. He was a regular dog. You are correct. But but but, but what clearly do you they think couldn't Jetsons, use K9 because that was already copyrighted. Um, and also, did you not, like, almost a year ago do a, a story that started this whole scare Mo off uh, thing about them doing a butler? This just sounds like they decided, oh, a, a butler is creepy? Let's do a dog. Let's do a dog. That's yes. totally right. Yeah. That's, I just... that, that'll, 
make people less feel creepy. Well, before even though we're I... collecting all the same data. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into you know our huge discussion and whatnot, I will say it worked. <laughs> it worked because I find this far less terrifying than a butler. <laughs> yep. Anyway, well, <laughs> Smart House was still was still a movie uh-huh. that scarred me for life. <laughs> Same. So, <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, doesn't matter if it looks like a dog. I've watched plenty of sci-fi where it's a robot <laughs> dog that zooms around. And anyway, I would also like to point out that um, in the suggested way it's moving, um. Well, how is how are the Roombas that are all getting locked in the bathroom and you have to go let gl- let your vacuum cleaner out of the bathroom on a regular basis? Or, well, like oh, it's, it's well, encountered like a cord. It, can, it, can it set, doesn't know where it is. It can set a, a boundary. Lost. You can keep it out of the bathroom, period. Yes, theoretically. Hmm. Until it gets lost. Because these things depend on sensors. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you've put your office chair in a place that it wasn't before... It's in a whole new room and has never seen it before. A whole new room. I feel like the level of clutter at my house inherently protects me from robot like surveillance. Well, for that you know, very reason. Didn't you know, KY? Uh, these these robots are only for uh, HGTV houses where your kids only exist in one room. Um, because you know they never have a toy anywhere, ever. So I mean and, I've seen the little astro thing. It's relatively slender. It could it could snake around toys, I think. Snake around. That's a really good use of verbiage there. <laughs> snake around. Okay. I also need it to expand upon uh the reliability of the healthcare uh aspects because I'm sorry. Did we or did we not just have a case before grand jury for things making similar comments? And also, this is basically asking you to depend on your Roomba to take care of of your elderly uh, loved one. And if I can't trust Roomba to not eat computer cords, why should I trust them with health care? I mean, that's already a big enough stress. I can see I can see some of these aspects being helpful, but not 100 percent. I would ask them for more information on that mechanism. As it is, they're already recording and uh, in video and sound, which is also uh, usable in a court of law, uh, as has been already demonstrated. So, I mean, there's that. That's good, um, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I mean, you think you don't think you're being slightly unfair by just calling it a, an updated Roomba? <laughs> I'm, I'm like sorry. Like how a, does it move around? It, it has wheels, like big wheels. Like it's big not gonna, wheels it's not gonna keep on up, turning. It's not going to chomp up cords. Proud okay. Keep it won't vacuum. Right. Good job. It's not a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> okay. It well, rolls well, around on wheels, wheels just like a Roomba. But it does okay, I'm also suction. thinking of those mechanical dogs that were out in the same era as Furbies. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking of how, you know, we were all promised that they would do all of these wonderful things. Uh-huh. 
but instead they just made sad sounds as the batteries died. <laughs> okay, so. So, also, are they repairable? Because anything that moves is going to be more more likely to fall off a shelf and die. Happens to me every stare. day. Should never be <laughs> Sorry, on a shelf. Sorry, Mo, talk. Oh, no, no, that you're fine. You are totally fine. Um, so, well, KY, do you have... Do you have thoughts? What are your thoughts? Only cynical ones. I mean, <laughs> I have watched and read too much sci-fi and studied too much history to, I mean, we don't have Alexa. We don't have dots. We have cell phones, which I'm very well aware of, you know, what all what all can be done with just that. And we've uh, we've done fun experiments at our house where we'll purposefully talk about something that we have no interest in to see how long it takes for ads for it to pop up. <laughs> and that's something the kids and I have done for fun. So that's been really exciting. Um, highly recommend super entertaining. Um, but yeah, I mean the whole thing, it just makes me sad and a little sick just for, because the people who will be like, Oh, look, it's a dog. I want it in my house. I have no qualms whatsoever. And yes, I'll use it to monitor my kids when I'm, you know, I'm just going to step out for a minute or, you know, I'm going to use it to, you know, make sure that you know, we're secure. And I just feel like, um, just the way it's designed that it's, it's going to be relied on too much and that it's going to be considered this, um, this replacement for common sense. And I feel that that's, that's a slippery slope. We're already sliding well down. Um, and it just, I mean, that's, I have a whole, <laughs> that's kind of encompasses my whole lifestyle between homeschooling and, you know, being, Cynical. <laughs> Cynical in general. <laughs> Conservative libertarian who cares about people and policies matter because people matter uh, kind of person. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's plus we're not a dog family, so they've already lost me on that front. <laughs> hey, to be fair, can you imagine if you tried to give it the personality of a cat, though? Then that would you be amazing. definitely would have terminated. See, I'm a little intrigued hands. now. I mean, yeah. see, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, Atmos, Cybermen. I mean, science fiction's okay. not really okay, fiction though. here. <laughs> canine, though. Canine. I always wanted canine. Yeah. The most adorable robo dog ever. Doctor. And then no you've got hackers who are crazy. Okay. Hackers who are crazy psychopaths who think it'd be fun to hack, you know, random persons, robo dog and anything, okay. anything totally computer is hackable, period. Yep. And like people are like, oh, you can turn the camera off. Yeah, right. I mean, seriously, what is it? Whoever it was that just uh, it just came out and court documents or whatever that they really saved everything that you mm -hmm. thought was a Snapchat or something. They're like, no, we really do save all of that. And just in case. And yeah, the I only mean, thing illegal about it was that they didn't put it in the terms of service that nobody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's stuff like that where it's like false sense of security and, and I'm, I'm sad that, that enough people won't question at all. Like they won't, they won't be any hesitant at all. Um, that that just makes me sad. <laughs> I, I, I think this is going to be kind of a novelty thing for a while. Mm. I, I mean, it they're going to have some households get them, but they're only going to be really in the major cities just due to practicality of repair, simplicity of designs of the types of houses they would be in. Um, 
as well as the fact that these things are probably going to have need for strong Wi-Fi and strong electrical, which, face it, if you're outside the big cities and have weather on a regular basis, you're, you're going to have some uh, variant in that, um, at least for it to be dependable. Um, because even as we become a society that is more and more depend on Wi-Fi, uh, there are some places that occasionally have Wi-Fi go out. No. <laughs> so, uh, Do we have a price point on this? Because that's another thing. Like, yeah, that's true. Yes. What, it what is, is their demographic they're aiming for? $2,000? $2,000. Yeah, that's... Yeah, this is going to be a glorified <laughs> reboot of the dog from the 90s. That dog? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that's even the price point for a reboot of the dog from the 90s. <laughs> if this was a $20,000 dog, then we knew that they would actually fulfill those promises that uh -huh. they've listed. And it wouldn't just have some bugs or something. Some also, bugs why would you bugs. have that type of money around to throw at a dog? <laughs> Dumb question. Some people do that. Think, well, I and see, I think that's right. part of the the whole. It will replace all of these things for you. So if you're like, man, if I I spend this much in gas and this much in time just going and doing a visual check, then really my my elderly parent or grandparent is okay. They just need me to check every once in a while. Or my eight year old is a latchkey kid, and they really just need someone to check in on them. That two thousand dollars, you know, could be a lot cheaper than a caregiver or, you know, a nanny who sits in front of the TV just to make sure there's a warm body so i can see people justifying something like that for the replacement aspect which is kind of the scary aspect or even just I mean, setting up you know like a bunch of cameras in your house as opposed to buying all those if you can have one roving camera that'll be about mm -hmm. the same price also i would be very curious to see because they would be required to do a test of how real pets respond to it. I mean, this is a classic conundrum, but um, just the amount of signals that that thing's going to be putting out, that's got to be hard on high-pitched ears. Uh, Cancer rates. I wasn't going to go there. Oriel <laughs> uh, um, says, now instead of fleas, you have to worry about computer bugs. <laughs> that is accurate. That is accurate. Oh, there we go. Can you imagine? Seriously. If, can you imagine if this was uh, put out by Apple and every six months it had to get a mandatory upgrade that may or may not be great? And every five years. I mean, years, it would be that's the thing, stop. though. Every I mean, that's once they got you relying it. on it, that they could do whatever they want to. <laughs> it's, it's well, vet it's, cost, guys. That's all it is. <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny okay uh, okay um, so, but you so also, what i'm hearing is oh, like y'all don't want it y'all don't want this dog <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be i i'm going to be i i still watch grown men use their smart watches to use the force at checkout um and i <laughs> phrase it that way for a reason um so yeah there's there's wonderful things about technology it's usually the practicalities and the reliability that is that is questionable and in this case it sounds like a really a really sophisticated data collecting toy <laughs> it fetches your data 
It's very good at it. I'm sure Google will come out with a model next year. <laughs> Listen. Probably. And then different dog breeds. You could get like a little customization package. Mm, and They oh, missed decals on the Most actual name. It should have been named Data. I mean. Mm. No, because then, cause then we would have to have a, a cat named Spot. And, and I mean, thank you, thank you for saying that. That's exactly where my mind went. Future, so we have a whole pet family. Yeah, exactly. Well, then, how are you going to feel when your pet Data has a pet named Spot? And how do you (laughs) you have an extrasensual crisis about? Anyway, hundred and one robot dogs. (laughs) Robot dogs. They didn't go with Cujo. Cujo. Yeah. Just saying. That could have been. That terrible. would have been a good uh, Halloween uh, face skin, though, like you know, a background for the the dog's face. Yeah, on Halloween. right. Cujo. Can you imagine how terrifying that is? That you like, just like on Fortnite, you can buy skins for yeah. your robot. <laughs> oh, your robot pet. Someday. Okay. Uh huh. Someday we'll live. No, we won't. Yeah, yeah, we will. We Someday will. we'll we... all be living in a robotic. <laughs> hellscape one day well no what i was gonna say was someday we will live in a place of complete sense where nothing seems like it's crazy and out of this world and insane (laughs) but before that day comes we all must die well at least your telemarketers are definitely not a computer right yeah sure Okay, so I have to say, I'm going to weigh in my opinion. Do you have a strong opinion here one way or the other? I've Not really. Okay. I think it's neat, but I agree that it's kind of like a novelty. I agree that it is a novelty. I think that it is. I, I'm on the same page as you. I think that it's neat. Yeah. And I can't help but like, you know, when the part about... Um, Oh, where is it? Remotely care for aging loved ones, giving you peace of mind while helping them live independently. And our ladies here were like so floored at that, that idea. They just gave up tons of negative (laughs) feedback (laughs) there. Um, but I can't help but think of my father-in-law in his last year or so after, After my mother-in-law passed away, he took a really, really steep and fast decline, Mm. and he just became depressed, and then that depression actually turned on his health. His health became really, really, really bad to the point where we had to move him out of his home and had to put him in a facilitated area. It wasn't a nursing home. He was living independently, but there were a lot of things that he missed, a lot of appointments that he missed, you know, people who would come and pick him up, things that he was just sleeping through. Yeah. You know, um, whereas if we had some sort of dog (laughs) that we could look in and see him and say, I mean, there were multiple times that my sister-in-law or my brother-in-law had to go to his apartment and break in because they didn't have a key, yeah. you know, and he had locked himself inside and was sleeping. Yeah. You know, worst case scenario, what is happening? What's going on on the other side of this door? You know, towards the end, he had actually passed out on the floor and my sister-in-law found him unconscious on the floor. So there could be huge benefits to 
that aspect of it, you know? Yeah. It feels um, like it would need honesty, to be. A, so. In all honesty, Mo, all that technology that you're seeing is beneficial for that caretaking purpose. It already exists in countertop units, particularly. And granted, mm-hmm. that that isn't rolling into the bedroom, but it depends on where you choose to put it and such. Right. Uh, they they've already got um, they've got things that uh, will overtake the speakerphone on your phone in order to, you know, shout, "Mom, Dad, what's going on?" or "Can you hear me?" or such. Right. Uh, that pill dispensers that only. Uh, dispense what is assigned for certain days and at certain times and a beeper until you receive them Mm -hmm. um of course any text to read aloud uh, as far as appointment reminders and other notifications and of course the camera system uh nanny cams exists for elderly care as well it's just usually a matter of having consent forms um which is another thing Right. Uh, yeah. The collection of this data with this dog, they would have to figure out the consent forms of, you know, Amazon terms and conditions yeah. and all that. So, so I think the whole reason why a dog is better, if you will, than, mm-hmm. you know, the camera top or the countertop cameras or any of the other things that have already been put out is simply because, and I'm speaking only in regards to our elderly family members who are living alone. Um, It's a form of companionship. Um, And as silly as that may sound, as silly as it may seem, it is, it will give some sense of a friend to that person. Um, and so with my father-in-law specifically, it was, we had all of the technology. It was, he either didn't charge it. He would lose the charger. He would knock it off of the counters. He would put it away. He would forget where he put it. His phone was constantly dead. There were just constant things that happened where none of the technology that was already out was beneficial in any way. It just wasn't working. Whereas I know with my father-in-law, had it been this kind of pet aspect to it, it would have been, he would have treated it a little bit differently. It also self uh, charges. It goes to its own little unit like uh, Baymax. Yeah. <laughs> and we all love Baymax. Um, all honesty, the next piece in the, that whole thing is that if it were any other company, because I'm not sure that they're the ones I would want with yeah. Healthcare data. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the red flags for me. And I definitely would not use it as a substitute or anything like uh, from a mm-hmm. an in home nurse. You know what I mean? He would definitely still need, or that family member would still need an in home nurse. I am not going to be trusting some robot to be administering daily healthcare, checking temperatures, or you know doing a vital scan of any kind. No, I'm not that that's not what I'm insinuating. However, I do think that for the security aspect of it, for the peace of mind aspect of it, for the family members, but also for the companionship aspect of it that I think nobody's really considering. I know for my father-in-law who was incredibly depressed in his last several years, it would have been beneficial not only to us as his children, but to him yeah, I think there are some specific situations yeah. 
where a lot of this would be helpful. Uh, you know, worries about the company aside and, and privacy aside with that kind of technology and that ability, which is probably only going to get more advanced as time goes on, assuming this doesn't just immediately flop and fail like a lot of things mm-hmm. of this nature have. But um, for just a normal standard family, I don't. I, I think it doesn't go really beyond novelty at that point of, here, take this Red Bull to... Tommy in the game room. Right. <laughs> well, thinking about, I mean, if you if you take aside the concerns about the company and privacy and things like that, you could say, fine, you know, this dog could read audiobooks aloud to my kid, and you know, this dog could could get my, you know, help help him reach something or you know whatever. So I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of lifestyle perks that you could have from it if you know if all the other concerns aside right <laughs> yeah all right well is there any uh, any last words we want to say all i'm right. still open to the cat idea <laughs> yeah i'm still i'm still curious about you know what this looks like what the mechanics are it's and actually, i'm sorry to be so pretty... negative uh oh, no, it no, does no. sound like there are a lot of of fun things about it that could be useful in very specific contexts. I will say it's pretty cute if you want to go Google it. Are we talking like Jack Russell, Golden Retriever? It doesn't really, it doesn't really look like a dog. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't look, like a dog. look like a dog. No. Did they even bother to change the butler design? Did they just decide <laughs> to call it a dog? No, I mean, it looks like it looks like a robot pet, but it looks more like something out of Star Wars than a dog. I, I also oh, really... Yeah, it's a... It's a little, it's a little elongated car thing with a screen face. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It looks like a duck. <laughs> it looks like one of those See, old See, no, I would have been ducks. open to the idea of a duck. I would have been open to the idea of a duck, but the dog, I don't know. It just, I don't see you know. it as a dog though. It just looks like it needs a pull string and it's a duck. Yeah. Um, so... Oriel pointed out the most beneficial piece in all of this in the chat. And he said, we would not have to worry about shedding. (laughs) And that is literally one of the first things that I thought of. I could have a dog and not have to worry about (laughs) shedding. (laughs) Uh Thank you, ladies, for joining us. Love (laughs) y'all. Have a good day. you think of our topic this week? Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Backrow LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052.
What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we're going to answer an Ask Us Anything question from Twitch. So Twitch, jump on it. Give us a question. Ask us any possible thing. What? What's wrong? You know. You know how I do. You know how I do. You say something. It reminds me of a song. I sing the song. <laughs> but you just said something that reminded me of a song that I can't sing because it's inappropriate. Inappropriate. Uh-huh. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Um, so how's your knee? I noticed. Uh, it was my ankle. Oh, was your ankle? Yes. <laughs> everybody on, who was watching the screen. Good grief. I'm pretty sure it was heard. <laughs> but I kicked the... What is like the under metal part of the table where it you fold the legs out? You know how oh, and then yeah, it forms yeah, yeah, this yeah. triangle here? Yeah, I definitely <laughs> kicked that real nice. Uh, uh, for the record, KY, I don't think there was any animosity in that no, discussion. No, not at all. At all. Uh, I, 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 just different perspectives. That's all. No problem whatsoever. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. That's what makes it nice is being able to. All right. I'm just going to restart. I'm going to have to bounce ideas off. All right. I'm going to restart the whole ending here. Before we go, we're going to answer and ask us anything question from Twitch. Today's question comes from our friend. Let's do both of them. We'll do. Oh, we got, we got three. Let's do these three. No more questions. Let's do the first one. What's the first one? Uh, why is the other person the better host? And this is from Lark. Lark. Yeah, Lark asks, why is the other person the better host? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, Matt is the better host because he has a background in radio. He already knew what he was doing coming into this. I had zero idea of what I was doing. Um, he keeps me on topic. He keeps me controlled. He keeps me in line. Um, Whip crack. Yes. Um, that is why he 100% is the better host. Hands down. Agreed. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I, I think Mo is better in a lot of ways. She is more personable. Uh, she is often more genuinely funny, like spontaneously funny. Uh, most of my jokes that tend to be. That also makes for inappropriate. Also, so. <laughs> that's also some of the funniest <laughs> moments on the show. Uh but she connects really well, especially in these discussions, talking with, with other people. She connects a lot better. I, I have more of a host personality in that I'm a little bit detached sometimes, while Mo can uh, get in there and kind of lead the conversation uh, once it's begun, uh, or at least keep it moving in a way that I can't always do, uh, because it's not in a bullet point format. <laughs> um, every, like, you know. Everything that I do is usually written out uh, and stuff that she does, she just has like a little dot, dot, dot on her line because she's better um, being spontaneous. So thanks, Matt. That's why this works. Yeah. We're very uh, similar, but also very, very, very different very in some different. important key ways. See, our next question comes from KY Redhead, who says, if you had to listen to just one album only for the rest of your life, what would you pick? 
You go for it. That's a hard question. I have to look up the name of mine. That's a hard who question. listens to albums anymore? There's quite a few really, really good ones, though, from uh, 2000s, I think, that I really liked that I could probably listen nonstop and did for many years. I'm going to say... Ugh. I'm going to say Forget and Not Slow Down by Reliant K or The Beautiful Letdown by Switchfoot. Those two albums I loved start to finish. Um, I mean, like there's Al City, though, too. Al City's Ocean Eyes is beautiful. Man, there's so many. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. If I had to pick one, I'd pick Reliant K's Forget and Not Slow Down. No, take it back. Reliant K's, <laughs> Reliant K's collapsible lung. Reliant K's collapsible lung. That one's beautiful. Okay. You, you That's good? my final, final answer. Okay. Dang it. <laughs> he doesn't like his answer. He doesn't like it. Okay, I can't Actually, even... Actually, the one... No, I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. I can't even figure out which album it is, but... And I know that there's no, I shouldn't say nobody. No, it is no. There are not a lot of people who are going to know who this is, but those of you who do, uh, Hosanna Poetry, Hosanna Poetry, um, you know who that is. I do. Unchained, I'm pretty sure is the name of the album. I think so. Um, she is a spoken word artist. All of her. I guess all all of her songs, they're not sung. They are spoken in kind of an artistic semi-rap, if you would, form with music and semi-rap background. <laughs> the way semi-rap. Very hoity-toity. Semi-rap yeah. format. I mean, I'm will. not talking Jaw Rule or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love. Hosanna Poetry, and if I had to pick just one album to listen to for the rest of my life, it would definitely be hers, because there is such diversity in everything on her album. It, I don't feel like I would get um, annoyed or frustrated or irritated with the same sounding thing for gotcha. the rest of my life. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. sure. All right. And L- Mark our- said... Uh, Matt, who are you and why did you steal my sister's middle school music choices? <laughs> hey, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's hurtful. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, and then question. our last question comes from Oriel Jedi, who says, what is the worst injury you've had? Um, okay. So if we're talking injury, I guess I need clarification. Okay. Matt has lived his life in as much of a bubble as he possibly could have. Do we mean, like, does does something medical that happened that I didn't actually do to myself count as an injury? Like, no, it wasn't something that is that not I an injury. Injured? No. Okay, so good. I don't have to say that because <laughs> it was gross. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't ever broken a bone. I haven't ever gotten a. <laughs> A huge laceration or anything. I've gotten stitches, but they're all from like surgeries where I like I had my gallbladder removed. So 
really, I think the worst injury I've ever had was when I threw my back out like five years ago. It was so bad. So painful. But that's about it. My friend. My friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... I have never broken any significant bones. I have broken both of my pinky toes, um, and I've broken four fingers, but that's it. No significant bones. That is something that has always been a fear of mine, to break a bone. Right. Like, like break your arm, break your leg. My gosh, that's terrifying. Break your leg. Break your leg. Break your, break leg. your arm, break your toe. <laughs> okay. Um But I have, when I was a teenager, I was riding the four-wheeler, and there's a rule in our house now with a four-wheeler. You have to have somebody out there with you. You cannot be riding alone. After after Cannon. No, no. He had somebody out there with him. He was riding with someone. Oh. Yeah. Um, This is a rule that came from my childhood. Oh. Because I was riding my four-wheeler and went out probably... Two miles, two and a half miles away from where the house was in the field, was jumping big old sand dunes. I ended up getting cutting it a little too close to the edge of the sand dune. And so when it landed, it flipped. I flipped and it rolled on top of me. And the, um, oh, what is it? The wheel, the thing that kind of goes over the wheel. It's called something. Anyway, that broke off had a very jagged edge cut through my pants down my my knee. I still have that scar there. But I got out from underneath the four-wheeler, flipped it up on its side, on the right side, but it wouldn't start. (laughs) And so I had to walk the two and a half miles home uh with this huge gash in the side of my leg Dripping blood. Yeah. So that is probably the most wow. traumatic injury that I've ever had. The, uh, I guess the second. Oh, I did get another one. Go ahead. Okay. Go I'll, ahead. I'll tell, tell one more story and you can share one more. Okay. Uh, the second uh, biggest injury I've ever had was a concussion. And it happened in a junior high school at summer camp, Christian camp. And um, there was a there was a game we all played when I was a teenager called uh, doorknob, and it's if you burped, your friend could say doorknob or window or something like that, and until you oh, touched I said that thing, game. <gasps> until you touched said thing, they got to punch you. Yeah. And so we're out there um, at camp. We're like at under like the rope bridge thing out there, where you know the obstacle course up in the sky, <laughs> and uh, it had just rained, so like all the roads and stuff were muddy. I burped, and my friend Dakota said, uh, window. And I'm like, I'm not going to play that. You know, I, did, I, was, I was doing the, the jerk move of, you know, don't be so childish. You know? I'm too cool for that. <laughs> and so as soon as he, like, it's like, fine, and he put his arm down, I took off towards his truck. <clears throat> but like I said, it had just been raining. And so as I'm, like, reaching out with my hand, my foot slips in the mud, and I fall, and la- I touch the window, but... Like my for top of my forehead down to the bridge of my nose smacks right into the back side panel of this truck, makes this giant dent, and apparently, I stood up from that, and then collapsed onto the ground, 
very dramatically and was knocked out for about 30 seconds. I don't remember any of that part. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, but then I came, came to and uh, they made me go to the hospital and I had a concussion. And so I couldn't play any of the games the rest of the week, which was fine by me because uh- I was fat and slow. Was. <laughs> Am. Perpetually fat and slow. Shut up. And so, uh, yeah, those those are the those are the two big big stories of me actually hurting myself. So when I was about six, um, I think this is the last memory that I have of my grandparents' house in Maryland before they moved to Tennessee. Um, but. It had been raining, and I have never, ever, 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 ever been a tennis shoes kind of person. Never. I've always worn ballet flats, even when I was very little. I used to call them my ballet bow shoes. That's what they had a little bow on them, and they look like ballet flats. Anyway, but I was running as fast as I could to go into my grandparents' house. They had um, a long uh, brick walkway that led up to three brick steps. Okay, and then just the tiny little patio to go into their front door. Okay, so I'm running down this brick walkway. I go to step up on the first step, and because it had been raining, it's slick. And ballet bow shoes have no grip, and so so my foot slipped, and my chin met the edge of the brick step. Oh! So if you look, 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 look. Yep. Yeah. 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 I still have the scar on my chin where I busted my chin wide open. Deidre has a very similar scar. Yeah. From when she uh, face planted in the street while riding her bike. Like she went over the handlebars and yeah. landed chin first. Yeah. So still I think that that I think that may take the cake, actually. <laughs> and it was like nine o'clock at night. And I can remember sitting in my parents car and them driving around trying to figure out where to take me. If I needed to get stitches and I'm just like holding this towel to my chin. I remember that. I don't think that they ever took me anywhere to get anything. (laughs) You know what? You're fine. (laughs) That's why I got such a bad scar at 30 years later, 31 years later. Put some Elmer's glue on there. Hold it. I mean, that's what Chris would have done to our kids. He would have put super glue on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've done a few of those yeah. super glue welds. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's what super glue was originally used for. It was right. used as a military grade medical medical aid. Yep, thank you. Military, military grade, grade medical, medical aid. aid. <laughs> super glue. <laughs> we are here and available for all of your brand's needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, if I had enough brain power, if I would put I together a whole a jingle, dollars. whole jingle for it. Jingle, right. jingle, jingle. That's enough questions. Let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Colossians four, five through six. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer each person. <laughs> how you ought to answer. I mean, I'm sure that there's a version out there that doesn't put ought in there, so whatever. (laughs) And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show.
Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.